0: My mom got sick with cancer when I was in sixth grade, and she battled cancer for about three years. She passed away when I was 14. John
1: Cooper is the frontman for Skillet, one of the biggest Christian rock bands of all time. John knows what it's like to have pain, anger, and unanswered questions.
0: And I was just in a rage, a raging anger fit for a couple of years, to be honest. Something I never thought I would ever get over.
1: John Cooper found answers to his questions, relief from his anger, and healing from his pain, all through Jesus Christ. And yet, John remembers how hopeless life can be when you don't know God. So he has spent the last 25 years sharing the gospel through music. He's our guest on this episode of GPS God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm Phil Fleischman.
2: And I'm Jim Kirkland. With his band Skillet, John Cooper has been able to live out his calling and use his musical talent to glorify God. But sometimes he has felt a little foolish doing what he does. Later on in this episode, you'll hear from Billy Graham, and he's going to share why that feeling is perfectly normal.
3: 1 Corinthians 3.18 says, If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God.
2: You'll hear Billy Graham explain more about the wisdom and foolishness of following God a little later in this episode. In the meantime, if you would like to know true peace and the source of true wisdom— that comes about through a relationship with God's Son, Jesus Christ, then we invite you to go to findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Or you can call us. We are here 24 hours a day, seven days a week at our prayer line. It's 888-388-2683. And both the website and the phone number are in our show notes.
1: ETS.
0: God people stories. My mom was a Jesus freak, a fanatical Jesus freak. Ever since I was a kid, I don't I don't even remember life before church. <laughs> but I love that about my mom because she was very passionate about Jesus, passionate about the Bible, and I felt really blessed to be a, to be raised in a in a family like that.
1: John Cooper grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. He gave his life to Jesus when he was 5 years old. John's mom wasn't just an influence on his faith. She
0: also taught him all about music. My mom was a piano teacher and a voice teacher and a flute teacher. As my love for music you know, grew, uh, certainly the impetus for me loving music and what was that upbringing. I learned to play classical piano and I learned to read music and I also played trombone. So I began playing in the symphonic band in sixth grade and marching band, but I would never have wanted to do any of those things for like a career. I just did it because my mom made me.
1: What John really loved as a young teenager was rock music.
0: Man, it just floored me. It just, it made me feel so good. It was so energizing. I got involved in playing in a band and singing in a rock band. Like when I was 15 years old, that's when I was like, I could do this. This is pretty fun. I never thought I would do it for a living though, to be honest. I I just kind of thought I would do it for fun because I enjoyed it. I enjoyed writing something that I believed in and and being on stage and performing. And I certainly never thought Skillet would make a career at it. Uh, Never in a million years did did I dream that would happen.
2: One of the reasons he couldn't have imagined the success Skillet has seen is that John's mom absolutely hated rock music. He wasn't allowed to listen to it at home, even if it was a Christian band. John obeyed his mom's rules but eventually, he came to his own conclusions about how rock music and faith in Christ are not
0: mutually exclusive. I remember learning that God created everything. there was, Nothing was made that wasn't made through Christ, right? And at the same time, l- later on, finding out that they're saying, yeah, but, but rock music is satanic. It it made no sense to me because I remembered my mom teaching me that God creates, the devil distorts. God created music, and if the devil is ruining it with sex and drugs and satanic imagery and whatever, then we should celebrate Christian rock music because the devil doesn't own it. I had this understanding of there's something wrong with the devil having a claim to music. There's something wrong with that. And I thought, yeah, I want to be somebody that, that takes that back and brings it back under the feet of Jesus where it belongs. And that's exactly what John has done
2: through Skillet. His vision of using rock music for God's kingdom was shaped by two events that happened early in his life, the first being the loss of his mom.
0: My mom got sick with cancer when I was in sixth grade, and— um, She battled cancer for about three years. She passed away when I was 14. And my dad got remarried a couple months after my mom died. And me and my dad went at it. And I was just in a rage, a raging anger fit for a couple of years, to be honest. Something I never thought I would ever get over. Growing up is really hard. And God used Christian music to ground me into the Word of God and into hope to remind me of what I believed and so Christian music and rock I I could never divorce those things so when I started writing my own music I could never imagine a time when I just wrote rock and roll without talking about my faith because there was nothing in life worth living for outside of my faith Jesus had been my everything
1: the second event that helped John solidify that belief was a short season filled with a lot of doubt during his first week of college, John had multiple professors mock Christianity, and his biology teacher said there was no scientific evidence that God had created the world.
0: I had never experienced any of these things, and I went home from school that first day going, maybe maybe God's not real, maybe evolution is real, maybe only rednecks believe in the Bible, and stupid people that aren't intellectual, maybe I'm wasting my time, my mom died, why did God let my mom die? <laughs> All of these thoughts bombarded me, and I decided that I was gonna read my Bible. I was reading for three days, and that third day, when I read that scripture, that says that God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And it was like a light bulb, man. It was so cool, I was like, that's exactly right. It was just such an amazing moment for me of reminding me of the truth of the Word of God that never changes. So whenever I talk about was there ever a time I doubted my faith, that was probably the closest I ever came. I wouldn't call it a crisis, but it was a four-day period of I'm looking for something specific in the Bible, and I found it, and it was life-changing.
1: From that point on, John knew it didn't matter if he looked like a fool in the eyes of his teachers or classmates. He knew the truth, that God was real, and more than that, that God loved him through Jesus Christ. And that's the message Skillet has been proclaiming since they were
0: founded in the mid-90s. We were a side project of, of several different bands that all went to one church. My pastor at this small church I went to, he said, John, I think that you'd be good with this other guitar player from a different band. I think you two would work good together and you might get something magical. So we decided to do that. And he said, hey, if you do it, it'd be like cooking, taking all these ingredients out of different bands throwing it all in a Skillet, and so that's why we called it Skillet. That started in 1996, and within four months, we were recording our first record. And now, almost
2: 25 years later, Skillet has released 10 studio albums that have sold, in total, 12 million copies worldwide. They have racked up more achievements than we can count here in the time we have. Yet, even though the band has been massively successful, John always
0: brings it back to Jesus. Skillless mission has always been geared towards those hurting people. People that maybe don't want to come to church. Maybe they hate Jesus. Maybe they're bitter at God because God let their mom die. Or, or, well, if God's real, then how come he let my parents get divorced? If God's real, how come I suffered abuse? If God's real, how come I was sexually abused? How come I was marginalized? How come I was bullied at school? I write songs for those people because I know what it's like to feel like those people. And I love to sing about hope in Christ because that's the reason we're here. To have a relationship with the creator God that made you is, it's, it's too good to be true almost, but it is. <laughs> Yet it is true. John and the other
2: members of Skillet, which includes his wife, Corey, have found that this truth can make some people a little uncomfortable. Or sometimes
1: their style of
2: music alone makes people uncomfortable.
1: As John says, Skillet has always been a little too Christian for the rock world and a little too rock for the Christian world. And that has led to some interesting situations.
0: You had pushback, of course, from some Christians who just didn't like Christian rock music in general. We do not get played at Christian radio. I would go on a radio station. They would say, why did you write this song? And I would would answer it honestly. And they would just be like, that's a little too much. (laughs) That's a little too much. And what they were looking for was more like feel-good stuff.
1: And yet at secular radio stations, John would face a whole other issue.
0: I would go in to do interviews. And some of them is the first question they asked. All right, here was here Skillet here on, you know, 98, uh, The Eagle. And now look, John, a lot of people say you guys are a Christian band. But I, I don't think that can possibly, you're not like a Jesus freak, right? That's what they would ask you at first question. And I just made it my point that I'm going to combat that attitude with an absolutely almost braggart way. I'm gonna brag about my faith in Christ. I'm gonna brag about the one who has set me free. I'm gonna brag about, yes, I've been chosen by God and I am a child of God. It's worth bragging about, not because of me, but because of Christ. There was one time when John really
2: felt the tempting pull to give in to the music industry's definition of success. It was while on a big tour, and John got invited to go bowling with a
0: lot of celebrities and influencers. Radio people, professional athletes, tons of like all these, you know, women came with them and uh, the promoter for the show, all these really powerful people. And the promoter wanted to talk to me. I didn't think he even knew my name. And basically the story goes like this. He basically said, John, you guys are hot right now and you need to strike. You could be the biggest band in the world but you you got a strike. And I was like, thanks so much. That's so nice. And he's like, do you hear what I'm saying? You could be the biggest band in the world, but you have to stop talking about Jesus. You have to stop playing Christian shows. You have to stop doing Christian interviews. It makes you guys seem fake. It makes you seem like you're not real rock and roll. And then he started telling me about all the th- the great things I could do for Jesus if I stopped talking about Jesus, right? So it's almost like, If you stop talking about Jesus, you get a bigger platform. It's amazing how much lies can sound like truth because it kind of sounds like something that could be true. And I remember praying that night and I knew it was a lie. And I made a decision that I will never back down from telling the gospel.
2: That decision is just like the one John made when he was wrestling with God in college. Ultimately, it didn't matter to John if he looked foolish to a show promoter who promised all that the music industry could offer what mattered to John both then and
0: now is telling everybody
2: he possibly can about Jesus
0: the more i'm in that music world the more you find out you don't belong there you you are against everything that 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 they are for you know now i'm not t- i've got great friendships there but i'm talking about the music industry and so it's all about self, you know, and it's all about hedonism and it's all about pleasure and, and, and all those kind of things. You, you, you truly sell your soul to become famous. And it is just, it's a really depressing world. So really it's just a God thing. God put us in that world and we've tried to be faithful to the gospel. I don't want to be the biggest band in the world. I just want to glorify God in my music, right? There's a price to be paid for that. But who cares? (laughs) If you gain the world but lose your soul, what what does it value you? So giving it all for Christ is what it's all about, man. That's where fulfillment comes.
1: John Cooper has a bold faith. And he's thankful that God's given him the opportunity to share Jesus with people around the world from all walks of life. Now, what about you? Are you sharing your faith in Christ with people who don't know him? We can tell you more about how to do that at our website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. How do you know the truth from a lie? That's something John Cooper's been
2: wrestling with lately, and he's going to share about it in just a minute.
1: You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association.
3: Tonight, I want to talk on fools. Billy Graham. 1 Corinthians 3.18 says, If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. The word fool is used from the standpoint of people who have received Christ because the world laughs at them and says they're foolish and ridiculous. What the world counts foolish, we have rested our eternal salvation on. And when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, turn your back on the pleasures and the sensual lust and things of this world, people think you're a fool. But those of us that know Christ have the best of both worlds. We have Christ in our hearts. The Holy Spirit produces love and joy and peace continually like a mighty river flowing down through our hearts no matter what the troubles and the circumstances may be. You have to make a choice. Are you going to continue to be a fool in the sight of God? Or are you going to become another kind of fool? The Christ fool.
1: There's more about that at findpeacewithgod.net, and we have that link in the show notes as well. Our guest on this episode of GPS is John Cooper, and he knows all about making a choice between the ways of the world and the way of God. Something John said earlier in this episode of GPS was,
2: it's amazing how much lies can sound like truth. And that's why John's written a book to help Christians remain grounded in God's truth and God's word.
0: It's called Awake and Alive to Truth. It shows you two ways to try to find truth. One way leads to life, and the other way leads to death. One way is, is through Jesus Christ and the authority of Scripture, the Word of God that never changes, that you can build your life upon and know that you will be unshakable because Christ is unshakable. The other way, you're gonna have to try to find truth in your own heart, and that is through your own emotions, through your own experience, through what Twitter tells you you have to do, what celebrities tell you, you have to do, and it changes every single day. And try to find truth on your own, but you are going to end up absolutely in destruction. So um, I hope that people like the book. I hope it's encouraging to your faith. Well, John's
2: music has certainly been encouraging to many, and it has been an encouragement to us to hear his story and bring it to you. And we pray that John's story has been an encouragement to you as well. Thanks a lot for listening. And by the way, we've also had John's wife, Corey Cooper, as a guest on GPS. We'll leave a link to that episode
1: in the show notes too. I think you would enjoy listening to that. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. One more thing. If you didn't pick up on it already, you've been hearing music from Skillet, John's band, throughout this episode. GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news.